Yeah. Chloe, what's, you. what's your best jingle bell noise? Clink, 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 clink. You guys did the same thing. Sounds like Colleen's got change in her pocket. <laughs> and she's just skipping. <laughs> okay, welcome to the Movie Welcome to the That's right. Cozy up with some eggnog. Ooh. You're watching Christmas classics. Grab yourself a warm blanket. Maybe some some slippies. A weighted blanket. Yeah, Colleen will fall right to sleep. A weighted blanket's like, those are like a therapy blanket? Mm -hmm. For anxiety. Really? Yeah, it actually started because it's very helpful for um, people that have like autism. Oh. Because it's like like very very secure and stabilizing. But I I think it's like a baby being in a swaddle. Like you feel very like secure, so it keeps you from like freaking out. Mm. It feels like you have security. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I learned about it when I watched the uh, Parenthood because the little boy on that Max they got oh, him yeah. a weighted blanket and then I That's started our to Parenthood reference this season. Wow, it's a good show. It's a good show. Ugh. Not exactly a holiday wow. classic. Pass. I'm not surprised wow. that you didn't like it. You Did like you cry show? a lot during it? I or just was wasn't interested long enough to get through an episode. Ooh. Oh, even episode? one episode? No, I watched. I did try. I, I shouldn't say an episode. I guess I watched a couple episodes, but I just didn't. I like Parenthood. Parenthood is great. Anyway, that's You're not why we're here. To agree to this is Christmas. why we're here. <sighs> Colleen, you got us sidetracked. I got us sidetracked, you guys. Okay, anyway, uh, today... What are we watching this week? Uh, we are watching Miracle on 34th Street. Yay! That is correct. You got the number right. I was a little worried. I, <laughs> I, so you wrong. I went down and called Street? Matchbox 20, Matchbox 30, and I heard about it for a long time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You called Matchbox twenty, Matchbox thirty. I don't really know how you make that mistake. No, no, no. I said it. I said it in conversation, but I didn't know I was wrong. And then I had to. And then they made fun of me for a while. And I had to come back. Oh, you need better friends. So now I'm. But Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is correct. Okay. Not to be confused with Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, totally different. Very different. Wouldn't know. Wow. Maybe we'll do a Halloween season classic. Twenty twenty. I actually get. I don't know if I could do that. I get really freaked out. Well, just pencil it in. Okay. Anything we can do to like just just dangle a potential season in front of Mary, because Colleen we and I would do this do podcast forever. We're <laughs> oh. uh, so we're watching Miracle on 34th Street, uh, yeah. and Colleen has never seen this movie. I know. Shocking. It is kind of shocking to me, because there's not one but two versions. Right. Yeah. I grew up with the one that was in like the uh, white plastic Disney containers. Do you know like the VHS? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like your snow. But it's actually one of those VHS tape cassettes opening. It's weird because I was like, there's a VHS that comes in snow? That's wow, crazy. That's, that's crazy. How's that crazy, crazy that it comes snow. in snow? Uh, so that's a, I watched the one with a girl from Matilda and uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. She had like a little lisp. She was very cute. Um, I did oh, not I was watch like, Matilda. Wait, was Matilda also. and Mrs. Doubtfire in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so wait a minute. Hold it's a on. crossover classic? I watched the old, the old one that's in black and white. I've and never I... seen I can't tell you one I, black and white movie I want to watch. Do you guys oh like this gosh. movie? Oh my gosh, I actually really like the original, but it's more of a transitional movie because it starts on Thanksgiving, and then it goes I guess all the it way does start through Christmas. Yeah, we probably should have done this give one first. Away the plot. <laughs> oh well. Well, here we are. If only we wouldn't swap the movies we were doing. Shoot. Uh, so, Colleen, Miracle on 34th Street, I'm going to need you to give us your best guess. Have you seen anything of this? Do you know anything about I have, it? Like, I have in my head some scenes, but I have no idea the context. So, I'm, we're just going to jump in, but I know this is going to be ter- like incredibly Who's in wrong. this movie? Well, first off. Matilda. You need to pick. Are we going to watch the old garbage black and white one or a new <laughs> wow. one? Let me give you a 
best selling wow. point. It has Matilda I'll in give it. you one small oh. spoiler. I love to impersonate the Santa of the old one. <laughs> is it better than is your that... baby from It's a Wonderful Life? It's very similar. <laughs> Let me give you a small taste. So the Santa at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is when the movie starts, um, the Santa is a drunk. And the lady is getting upset with him. And he goes, what? It's cold out there. Man's got to do something to keep warm. (laughs) Please Or you can watch the one with Matilda. I think I'm going to go Matilda. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see that Santa. I've actually never seen the one with Matilda. So that's exciting. This is going to be exciting I mean, it's going to be like the same plot, I'd assume. But just like less less good, maybe. It's, It's color film. It's not in black and white. You hate black and movies white. that is... I watch are in color. So that... Why would I go back and watch a black and white? I can't even stand the first part of Wizard of Oz because it's in black and white. What? Wow. <laughs> That's really like kind of a weird general, hill but... to die on, right? <laughs> but okay. <laughs> what, to be anti-black and white yeah, movies? Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. Technology's come a long <laughs> way. Embrace it. <laughs> Colleen, what's this movie about? All right, so obviously Matilda. There's, a, I know there's a little girl in it. Uh, I want to say she's... Adopted. Okay. <laughs> She's adopted. Yeah. Uh, she believe. I want to say she believes in Santa when no one else does. Mm. And then in my head, there's some kind of courtroom scene, but I don't know why. <laughs> Matilda's in court with Santa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think Santa's committed any crimes. To your knowledge. <laughs> to my knowledge. Except for that drunk one at the beginning. Yeah, I was like, but maybe. The one Mary described I could see in Man's court. Man's got to do something. <laughs> Keep warm, uh, but it's good, right? Uh, My mom hates when I do uh, that. I can, I, wow, that's shocking. Yeah, growing <laughs> up in Chicago, as you can imagine, it happened a lot. <laughs> I think Matilda goes to court to defend Santa as a child lawyer. <laughs> Not a child lawyer, an adopted no, child lawyer defending like Santa in court. Like a, I think she should run for president. <laughs> no, I think she's like a witness. Uh, to what? I, I said, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's done. What do you think the miracle on 34th Street is? Has done. I think after the court case, uh, everybody believes. In, in what? what? Santa. Okay. Christmas. So Christmas is on trial. Christmas? No. Maybe. Okay. A loose sense. <laughs> well, Colleen, you, you started off so wrong, but you kind of looped back to not being totally wrong. So. It's more like you took a wrong turn and then you watched the other road like side by side for a little while, but then continued to veer off okay. while the oh. actual plot was staying straight. Okay. Yeah. I don't I feel mean, like uh, where she ended up, I don't know how well you remember it, and I haven't seen the new one, but if we're going based on the old one, it's not... Not terrible, not great. No. Okay. The parts that you think are wrong are probably the parts that are right. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's watch it. All right. We'll see how this goes. <laughs>
Hi. What a miracle. What a miracle on 34th Street. I liked it more than I thought I would. Okay. Well, this is good. She's ready to jump right See, in. I am yes. ready to jump right in. Um, quick thoughts. The uh, little old lady girl was... <laughs> <laughs> The child. I'm not gonna lie. The beginning of the movie, I was like, I hate this kid. She is like a major Debbie Downer on Christmas, and she definitely grew on me. I was, I figured she would, but um, that was that was some good character development mm-hmm. there because I was not a fan. There's, I wasn't a fan of a lot of the characters. I would say Santa for sure is the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's good. You want to like Santa? Is at the least. worst, uh, and she's hard to like. Uh, Brian is basically just her. What, Colleen? Male friend. Male friend. Sweet her, guy. As her, Prison Mike her would say, boy. her b- <laughs> oh. You might have to edit that out. Merry <laughs> Christmas, kids. He is babysitting her kids. <laughs> making kids, dinner. Making dinner with zero like relational benefits And he's whatsoever. supposed to be a lawyer. He should be busy, right? He, right? he should, should be. be like, babysitting Does he all have day? to get quote-unquote relational benefits in order to be a nice person? Wow, wow Mary. He's literally in I'm just like, say, find me a Brian, why don't you? I would say, yeah, everybody wants a Brian. <laughs> zero exactly. commitment and all the help you can get. That's a, <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's the best I've had it since I lived with my mom. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not a, a goal in life to have a Brian. I just You're just saying like, you don't respect Brian. I don't, respect Brian. Brian. <laughs> I don't respect Brian at all. And I don't respect the mom. It's more the, on the mom. I this feel like is the why mom they say is the abusing. nice guys finish last. <laughs> that is true. The mom knows how he feels about her, and yeah. I feel like she takes advantage of Brian. She is. Yeah, it's she, is she is rough. She's rough to like throughout the movie. Like you hope she comes nice around, she doesn't. Him. No. Well, she does. She comes around to liking Brian back equally. She That's realizes about if she, <laughs> she realizes that if she wants to continue having her meals cooked for her, she's going to have to put a ring on it. That is true. I like it. It kind of oh, challenges gender Lord. stereotypes. It's ahead of its time. It sure. is. She was definitely uh, wearing the pants in that relationship. But in the, I will say that in the original movie, it was not. Brian wasn't quite as whipped. Okay. I still haven't seen it. Brian in the original movie's name was Fred, um, but he he was very he was much uh, it was it was different. They they still were like friends, and he would like cook stuff cook for her and stuff like that. But it wasn't it. it, He did not. He didn't feel quite as like pandering. Brian looks like a villain. He's not. (laughs) But I thought he was going to be the guy in the movie that hated. You know who I feel like would have made such a good Brian is. Um, the guy from Will and Grace, um, Eric McCormick. Oh. I feel I like he would have been so David good. Duchovny, but but that's said... only because I said that because we started recording. Though until I started looking up trivia for this movie, I thought that David Duchovny was Brian. <laughs> so <laughs> Wait, I, so I you didn't think David Duchovny would be a good Brian? You thought he was actually David Duchovny. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I thought okay. it was him, but I need you to note that I wrote. I only wrote like five notes while I was watching the movie, and one of them is I have a new celebrity crush, and it's 1994 Mulder from X Files. <laughs> Which is not even in the, no. the same guy. I know, but I thought that it was him, and I like him less now that I've realized that he's the guy from The Practice. But well, let me tell you who was in this movie: uh, Richard Attenborough. Yes. John Hammond is who Colleen knows him as. Yeah. Yes. From Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Lots of Jurassic crossover Park. stars. <laughs> oh, we have had some crossover stars yeah, in the Mara, seasons. Yeah, because Mara uh, Wilson. Speaking of crossover stars, guess who the producer was. Uh, Nora Ephron. John Hughes. Wow. Oh, come on. Yeah. And, and everything else. Wait, do we love John Hughes? We love I think John we, Hughes. Are, are, are we, we in love with him? Are we Hughes heads? <laughs> I think we're, is that what they call <laughs> That's what we, what we call I think, ourselves. I think that's what we are. New fan page. Hughes heads. <laughs> Hughes heads. Uh, and then 
Elizabeth Perkins, who... Uh, I don't know half these names you're saying. Elizabeth Perkins was the, <laughs> the mom. lady you don't like, the mom. It was the mom. Oh, who looks Elizabeth like Perkins. Millie Bobby Brown grown up. Yes. Sure. And was also sure. in Big. She was Tom Hanks' love interest in uh. Big. Um, and then Dylan McDermott, who is... In the David practice, Duchovny. yeah. <laughs> Tell who is David <laughs> Who gets confused with uh, Dolbert Maroney, or whatever his name is. Oh. <laughs> Dolbert, is that a name? Dolbert? <laughs> well, I'm not going like to fact check Dolbert. <laughs> Dermot. <laughs> Dermot the crony. This is Macula Cucklin all over again. His name Dolbert. is Dermot Macaroni. <laughs> Dolbert Macaroni. Good now. I don't know. I gotta keep laughing. I think, I think we got it. Uh, macaroni. <laughs> Sometimes no. people say stuff like that as a joke, but you said it so <laughs> I didn't say macaroni the first time. No. I didn't say Dilbert though. <laughs> That's not. That definitely wasn't right. Um, there was Dilbert, a. You got a mumble at the end of macaroni. Uh, and the girl from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, that's all that matters. Moving on. Yeah. Matilda. Matilda. That's, that is only uh, what I will ever let's call continue. her. Let's continue. Okay. The girl from Matilda. Is called, just her name is Matilda. Yeah. <laughs> Mara Wilson. I don't think she's done much since this. This might have been her swan song. She was in uh, Broad City for like a, an episode or two. No, two episodes. Was Broad City, was Broad City good? <laughs> yes. So she was, yeah? Yeah. Should I watch that? It was on for like multiple seasons, okay. yeah. I couldn't even tell you what Hulu. it's about, but... That's not why we're here. It's pretty funny. I don't know if you would like it even a little bit, but it is pretty funny. Huh. Yeah. Well, it was released in 1994, the one that we watched. Mm-hmm. That's and my brother's birth year. Happy birthday, I brother. I was two. Wow. Yeah. I was 11. Wow. Ooh. Colleen was 14. Wait, when was it released? <laughs> Colleen was 1994. 21? I was... Why am I so bad at math? <laughs> <laughs> Take your year and put it beneath Eight. the other year and then subtract. <laughs> that literally took me that long. <laughs> Your math is harder than regular math. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Did you just that. say your math is harder than regular math? Yes. <laughs> I actually, I can't you, disagree. That okay. is hard to do. Because I consistently... Uh, I know we had it switched into a new uh, era then, a decade, but I, in my head, I just I had to crush. work through a lot. Well, it was released in 1994. Colleen was uh, an age to be determined. Uh, Mary was two. <laughs> I was 11. I was uh, eight. This came out the same Christmas that the Santa Claus came out. Yeah. Um, and so they say that it got very poor reviews in theaters because it kind of got overshadowed by the Santa Claus, which was a smash hit. Which was so good. But they did get, they like put it in, um, they were originally not going to open it to wide release. It was going to be like a limited run thing. But it this got movie? 100% like approval rating from test audiences so they no from test audiences like when they ran it and so they opened it up to be like wide release but then got like super it kind of like backfired on them because of the santa claus so people really liked it they did a money back guarantee like if you left the theater and didn't enjoy the movie they give it back but only 15 only 1500 people did it it was even uncommon to do then huh 
But only only fifteen hundred people actually bought their from? tickets back. I would mm-hmm. get money back. Solaris. <laughs> no, don't space movie from the late nineties. Not good. <laughs> that was the last one you could think of. Uh, as a, I don't know. I'm pretty optimistic. I give most movies a chance. I'm trying to think. Cabin Fever with uh, oh, Sean from Boy Meets World. Terrible. I went to see that movie that had Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway in it that came out earlier this year, like yeah, The yeah. Hustle. Yeah, yeah that was very good. That, yeah, that one was pretty bad. On the one? only thing worse than the movie was Anne Hathaway's accent. It was pretty bad in that movie. Yeah. I, I would well, not I watched it for free and I'd like my money back. It was not good. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like you to that. give me money for watching <laughs> Give me money. So, uh, plot. Plot. Real quick <clears throat> summary. If you haven't, if you haven't uh, watched either the old one from 1947 or... Are they the same? You've seen both. The plot line is very similar, but I'm reading it as for the 1994 one because some of the names are different. Gotcha. Welcome to the Coles Thanksgiving Day Parade. Running short on sober Santas, Dory Walker <laughs> convinces an onlooker to play the role. And to everyone's surprise, he's a natural, probably because he's done this before. Oh, Dory good. arrives home towards the end of the parade to find a pre-recorded video from her daughter Susan that she's that to let her like know that kidnapping. she's watching the parade from their neighbor Brian Bedford's apartment. <sighs> Susan is the oldest soul I've ever met in real life or movie life and swears that Santa's not real or practical. Meanwhile, Chris Kringle, the the stand-in Santa, does so well in the parade that he's hired on full-time at the department store where he connects with both children and their parents. Very heartwarming. What a guy. The sign language part. Oh, that is really sweet. Um, The Walkers become very close with Chris, and while being babysat by Chris one night, Susan shares that her Christmas wish with... Or she should... The Walkers become very close with Chris, and while being babysat by Chris one night, Susan shares her Christmas wish with him. She would like a dad, a house, the one that's used every year for the Coles catalog photo shoot, and a baby brother. He asks her if she got all those things, would she then believe, uh, begin to believe in Santa? And she agrees that she would. And that's the only way, which I like that she kind of gives him an ultimatum. It like it's ultimatum. either a house, a dad, and a brother, or nothing. It's not even a weenie whistle like from Santa Claus. Right. It's like, all right, weenie. listen, that's basic. Yeah, I want what? a house. Uh, a father. And uh, <laughs> uh, the birth of a child. <laughs> well, I mean, the Lord's done it before. That's, you're, you're not you're wrong. Right. So Chris is credited with bringing in more and more sales to Kohl's than previous years until one night, much to the chagrin of their competition. Or, wait. Chris is credited with bringing in many more sales to Kohl's than previous years, much to the chagrin of their competition, until one night, they the competitor, Shoppers Express, plants someone in the crowd to harass Chris and then follow him home. He's so mean to Chris that I get frustrated every time I watch, and when he finally gets Chris to snap, Chris is arrested and se- um, charged with supposedly assaulting the man. Later, the truth emerges that he assaulted that the man he assaulted was the drunk Santa that he had replaced. <sighs> Did you guys realize that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Who had set him up to be arrested um, with the staff, with staff help from Shoppers Express, who is that rival department store that keeps popping up. With the help of Brian Bedford, who turns out to be a lawyer, surprise, <laughs> Dory pushes Chris's case to court and pulls together a lot of public support, which I found to be very endearing. Endearing? <clears throat> Okay, we'll talk about it. It soon becomes clear that to get him acquitted and freed, Brian must prove that not only does Santa exist, but that Chris is the real one. Quite a feat, considering that that is a bit of a stretch to get a like federal court. It's to not even true. On. So good job for convincing people of, <clears throat> of a lie, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brian features testimony from children as well as the prosecutor's wife, um, but the hat trick comes from Susan, who gives Judge Henry Harper a Christmas card with a $1 bill inside. He notices a red circle on a specific part of it, which says, In God We Trust, which ends up helping him to formulate his like final ruling, and I feel like it's probably... A little bit illegal. It feels like some coercion. It does. At the very yes. least, it's manipulation. Yes. But that's manipulation isn't illegal, so maybe that's why Susan's not in jail. <laughs> so, hmm. uh, Judge Henry Harper ends up souls. ruling that Santa is real and that Chris is the real Santa, so Chris goes free. Following the court case, Dory and Brian are manipulated by Chris into realizing their true feelings for each other. <laughs> and are married. <laughs> what? It's, you said manipulated, and that is true. There's yeah, Susan learned from the best. <laughs> Santa. And they're married in a very small ceremony after the <laughs> Christmas Eve midnight mass. On Christmas morning, Susan wakes to the news of the marriage and is elated to see that she has part one of her Christmas wish, a dad. Together, Check. Susan, Dory, and Brian drive out to the catalog house to have their picture taken, and upon arrival, they find that Chris has arranged for them to purchase it. Susan, now having got two out of her three wishes, says that she guesses she'll just need to wait on the third, um, meaning a baby brother. So they are family. They believe in Santa, Christmas magic. Chris is free and off to deliver gifts to the rest of the world. And so much that Christmas is, magic. That is the miracle on 34th Street. It's a miracle. Well, Colin, you said you liked it. I did like it. You can uh, talk about that, and then I would like to. I have some issues. Oh, I mean, I have several issues as well. I did, I did, I did enjoy it. Um, it was like a very like heartwarming Christmas. Like it felt like it really got mm. me in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, uh, it does do that. The well. whole and this is probably on me. Uh, the <laughs> The whole time, not the whole time, the first like 30 minutes, I was trying to figure out if Coles was the Coles as I knew it. <laughs> I was like, it's man, not, Coles back then was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I saw it. It's a discount store. <laughs> And then I saw the spelling on a newspaper headline. I was like, oh, it's clearly a different story. You are so much brighter than I am because I didn't realize until I was looking up trivia this morning that it was a different Coles. You thought the same thing? You yes. thought it was the Coles? I was upset because in the original movie, it's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Which is what I it figured makes it was more like. Sense, it makes because right. that's it the does. actual Thanksgiving Day Parade, but they, did, they wouldn't... Um, Give them permission to use it, which is so why they had to make Macy's wouldn't give them permission. Why didn't they right. make up why? a store name that was at least close to Macy's and not yeah. the name of another? Like Gracie's, like Grace, like Gracie's, yeah, Gracie's or, or Macy's, Macy's Day Parade, the Macy's Day Parade, Stacy's Day Parade. I mean, so many better options <laughs> than, than Kohl's, <laughs> which is already a store. Yeah. I, no, I'm uh, with you. That honestly, out of anything else that happened in the movie, <laughs> that's one of your biggest. That's my biggest <laughs> issue <laughs> because the whole thing is built on the department stores instead of being Coles and Choppers Express are Macy's and Gimbals. Which is Gimbals a real store? Yeah. Well, it was in the 40s. Yeah. It's been like bought and rebought and rebought. Was Gimbals the evil store? And that, mm-hmm. well, that doesn't seem good for business. No. Maybe that's why they're no longer in business. I don't, the movie. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was good for Macy's, but like they they featured like the windows and the big like it made sense because that's still the Thanksgiving Day parade that happens now mm-hmm. and is on TV. And like she was like an executive at Macy's, and so like it made it a lot more plausible that she'd be working for like a big box right. store versus this made up one. I don't know why that was just very difficult for me to that overcome. Was a lot. <laughs> I wish I have I had never been to New York during Christmas but oh, it makes you really best. want to be there for it is it. really beautiful like to go to the department stores and stuff it's freezing yeah. but it is beautiful it yeah. looks cold it's very cold it's but very it looks decorated very yeah, yeah it's really, really cool I like I, I love this movie for like as a whole when you step back and like oh yeah it's a great Christmas movie it makes you feel good mm-hmm. it's got 
they um, put like all that soft 90s lighting on it. So yeah. it feels very warm and they cozy. They did that on purpose. Yep. They did the lighting on purpose? Yeah, they put uh, like lighting directly over the the star's head so that it would feel very nostalgic when you were watching. Oh. It'd give them kind of a halo like, effect. It worked. I it worked. didn't I wasn't gonna read that fact because I thought that you guys wouldn't be interested in it. So I but I love sure. that you noticed Sold. it. Sold. We are very interested. Um, <laughs> what else, Colleen? I mean I have lots of thoughts along the way. Do you wanna go in order here or do you uh-huh. want to let me, pull my, let me pull up my notes. I was trying to watch it with a a semi-critical eye, because I've seen the movie a lot. That was like my sister's favorite Christmas movie going up, so we watched it every year. I don't feel like it would be... That actually surprises me a little bit. Like, I did like it, but I definitely wouldn't put it in my favorites. I would say I probably watch this movie once every two to three years. That I feels think, about right, I yeah. would say. We got Miracle on 34th Street and Santa Claus, both on VHS for one Christmas or birthday or something. Probably and I watched the Santa Claus hundreds of and times. And that makes sense. And mm-hmm. she watched Miracle on 34th Street, but it might have been because she was a, whatever, 94, 86. What is that math? You were. I told you, your math is eight. 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 She was eight years old. Uh, and maybe like if you're an eight-year-old girl, you love this movie. Because that's about how old Susan yeah. is. Yeah. But I, my biggest issue, I think, um, overall is that it makes, why is Shoppers Express a bad store and Kohl's is a good store? Like, Mr. Kohl's is not a good guy. He's just, they light it a little warmer, but they're no different. They're both all trying to make money. It's not like Kohl's should right. be like the American, you no, know, the dream just, store. No, that is exactly it. They're all trying to make money. They're just competitive with each other, and they're trying to beat each other out for the best sales and prices. So I just don't know why it's so, bad that Shoppers Express is trying to do the same thing. Well, because Shoppers Express is like doing it in a like a gross way. How is it gross? They hire a man to harass okay. him, that and part, then that part's a little super dirty. gross. Overreact to like he like bopped him with his cane, and the guy felt he, he was examined, and they said nothing was wrong with him, but he still ended up being I, arrested and on trial. Okay, that part you're right. They this, put him in a mental institution. Mr. Coles was ready to disavow Santa immediately. He right. was done with him. So it's not like Mr. Coles was a good guy. I don't think that this was about Mr. Coles versus Shoppers Express. I think that this was about the magic of Christmas versus. Like, like the preservation of like purity and naivety and hope versus mm. the corruption that is just like consumers and money and the bottom Mr. line. Mr. Coles was all wow, about the bottom line. I think line. I nailed that. All was he wanted was to make well money. Said, Mary. Thank you. All Mr. Coles wanted to do was make money. He didn't really care about Santa. And the only reason that he said that we should believe in Santa, that was a money move. Because if he said it came out and disavowed I'll Santa. I'll make money moves. It was a money move. <laughs> Cardi B. Cardi B. That man had a business decision to make, and he made it. And he said, you know what's going to look good for us is if we support Santa. But do you believe that somebody can start with the wrong intention and land at the right like, I objective? I that. Because yes. if you don't, let me introduce you to the wise men in the Christmas story. <laughs> it does. Ooh, wow. It's that time of year. It's like an ad- we are your uh, podcast advent calendar. We sure are. <laughs> that was me opening the little <laughs> advent door. Because <laughs> they, they were really... Greased. They weren't going to meet Jesus in reverence. They were going out of like a climb for knowledge and power to stay relevant. But it was once they got there that they immediately dropped to their knees. And I just kind of feel like this podcast goes all over the place. I I feel like it's like a Christmas allegory. Like you can start with the wrong motives and end with pure ones and understanding. You know, the Lord can work in any in any situation. You're not wrong. Does anyone feel like Santa sold out a little bit for becoming the The mall Santa? Santa? Sorry, the store Santa. Yes. Oh, I actually think that he was going that he was doing it on purpose. I think Why that was he, he was going in to redeem the meaning of Christmas so that it wasn't just about toys. I also liked that he was not only connecting with the kids but also connecting with their parents. 
I just don't know why Santa wasn't in the North Pole. Like he, he was been, getting, he signed a contract. That's right. more, there's a couple business that is a happening. Little, yeah. he like, was getting paid. It wasn't like he was volunteering doing? for this unless role. I right. mean, unless I missed something, I don't think it was really clarified why he was. They didn't really in say. New York they didn't at explain all. why he's in New York or why he decided to take the job. If he's in New York, he should be there briefly, and I then he needs to head back to North Pole. He's got work to he, do. That he he's got invisible the, workshops to get to. A good delegate. I think that he took the job so that he could. Um, he he like saw something in in Dory and Susan and like wanted to help them understand what Christmas was all about. Well. Because they ended up getting like super tight with him, they did. which is also similar to the original one. Like that whole plot line is is the same, but they like I don't know. So in the Miracle and Thirty Fourth Street ecosystem, do you believe that Santa from North Pole Central finds like some unbelief in different cities, and so you know next year he's headed to you know the Rio's to go yeah. or Rio, <laughs> maybe <laughs> to go make some little Brazilian kids believe in Santa. <laughs> No, I don't know. It's very I'd like, strange. I'd like to think so. I think that, te- well, this is a little theoretical. <laughs> so I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot to back this up. But if Santa can travel the entire world and deliver all the gifts in one night, I think it's safe to assume hmm? that time works different in the North Pole. And for Santa than it does for everybody else. He kind of else. says that. So, he, so, so you're saying so, he could spend all that time working and then still make it back to North Pole. Yes. Pause time. Yep. And yeah. still go to choice. Rio maybe I, even this year. Right. Ooh, squeeze it in. I, mean, I yeah, think that in. Like, part of the delight of being Santa would be getting to connect with the pe- with people and not just... I you make a good point. You know, He doesn't just, really get a chance to connect with the people very often. Right. <laughs> just the elves. You're and right. he's just giving gifts, and then he leaves. No one even sees him. Because it doesn't really seem implied anywhere that he was, like, planning to, like, he, like, came just to meet them. Like, he was just, like, walking about. It kind of looked like he was waiting for a place to he slip in. He was looking in. for his, his opportunity mm-hmm. to help belief. Yeah, it just kind of wherever it is. And I just really like that, like, that it can be about the entire world, but it can also be about one individual. Again, I feel like we have heard that somewhere before. Feels like a sermon in there somewhere. Yeah, but I'm not trying to say Are like Santa is like God. To <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street. It's a real leap. I didn't know I was going to go there with Miracle that until the I came wise out men of my mouth. Are Mr. Coles and Shoppers Express. <laughs> Mar Wilson no, is the drummer boy in this scenario. <laughs> Obviously, it's it's just uh, and her mother is Herod. It's, it's more the intention. Hagrid. Hagrid. <laughs> Hagrid. I said Herod. Oh, I said Hagrid. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Obviously, oh. I'm not trying to like. I mean, I am over spiritualizing it a little bit, but it's hey. it's the intention. Uh, it's I the think, season. Yeah, Tis the season. It's What's the reason for it's the Christmas. season? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so my sister graduated from law school, and so she has a lot of uh, background in the judiciary system. I think I enunciated that <laughs> Judiciary. Whatever. Less confidence there than uh, announced. Derbis macaroni. And that's why you are a graphic designer. I, <laughs> Boom rusted. I am just curious, and I did some research because uh, I just feel like the trial did not necessarily befit the crime that mm-hmm. was committed. That seemed extravagant. Totally it was agree. A, at best, a simple assault charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like just getting into like a bar fight kind of right. thing. Like you're going to get arrested and maybe spend the night in jail and right. be released. Wait, or saying, did you ask her this? Or you're just saying from your from what you know from her. I didn't know if you wait like called, phoned from a her. friend and said what. Happened? I haven't phoned a friend on this yet. I should have. That's my fault for not preparing. No, well. it's okay. 
But uh, I, did, I agree with you. I think it's a lot. I think uh, maybe it's because it's like a high-profile trial, but still it shouldn't last longer than 30 minutes at the most. Like, like a, a multiple-day trial or week. It was a circus. It was. Not even a trial. There were reindeer in there. There were children on the stand. There were reindeer. The wife of the prosecutor. They're like, just that unnecessary. Guy, Brian. You don't like Brian? He's fine. Okay. He's fine. It's He's fine. fine. <laughs> I just feel like the trial itself was a little uh, extravagant. For It definitely was. And Even the fact that they had a full courtroom. Although, it is a bit of a spectacle. It is a Putting spe- Santa on trial is one of like the least humane things you could do. Can you imagine sitting in the, in the writer's room and saying... What is, what's going to be a great Christmas Let's story? Let's have Santa hit a guy. Santa what in if, court. What if somebody accuses Santa of being a pedophile and he hits him, and then he goes on trial for assault and, and insanity? I, said, I think we've got it. That sounds heartwarming. I think the kids are going to yeah, love it. the whole— uh, I've got the girl from I, Mrs. Doubtfire. already signed up. She's ready to go. I did text <laughs> both of you when I realized—I didn't realize what he was in court for, and I said, oh, because this guy accused him of being a pedophile, and then he hit him in the head with his cane. I was that like, did like not pretty, see that coming. Seems like a pretty good reason to hit somebody. Honestly, we didn't even remember though why he because it's that's su- what it that was. feels like such a thin stretch, like, thin stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's thin. Hmm. It's a stretch. It's, it's a thin stretch. stretch. And it's, it's a thin, thin. stretch. Colleen, did you have any more <laughs> thoughts that just kind of Gosh. you got hung up on? Uh, Probably not chronologically correct, but what was Brian thinking, proposing to this woman who he was barely invited to Thanksgiving dinner literally (sighs) days before, and then went from like this woman who was clearly very lukewarm on him to a proposal. She's kind of lukewarm on life, so you got to like really know that she's going to say yes, because she looks like someone who would say no to a proposal. Yes. Out of the gate. Okay, I agree that this is very, that's very implausible. And if somebody did that to me, I'd bop them on the head and then go on trial. For <laughs> I think she just hit him with gloves. <laughs> like she, she would but carry she, gloves. She did, she slapping. did, like, she was clearly very surprised and not necessarily in a good way when he pulled out a ring. They, the in one small defense of him, they had known each other for years. Like they had been neighbors and friends for a very long time. That does not mean that you should propose, but it's not like they were strangers. Had been down, he tried the mistletoe thing, and she was like, "Yeah, no, no there were it. definitely uh, signs." Am I still invited to dinner? And she's like, "Sure." Uh, it did not seem like she no. liked him at all. No, she used him, like yeah. we said earlier. Yes. but it did not seem like they all the signs were there pointing like, "I think this is going to this is it." So this that's going to be a good thing to that's do. That's on Brian, I would say. But you I, maybe should have done a little. I guess when she found out, like saw how good of a guy he was, like defending Chris and like the way that he like acted around her daughter and stuff, maybe it like kind of warmed her up to the idea. But you th- still think maybe they would just date after that. It, she called him a fool, a fool when he proposed to her. She said, "Man, it was like cold blooded because it maybe I was like, oh gosh, that I know. was so hurt- hurtful." She's like, "Have I ever done anything that, that made you think that I wanted?" Yeah. Get married Gosh. to. I was like, oh, was I'm having rough. a memory that right broke now. Me a little bit. I'm having, I'm having a Is memory. No, <laughs> I'm remembering the original movie because I'm wondering why that never bothered me before. And now that I'm really thinking about it, because I haven't watched that movie in like a, at least a year or two, um, I'm pretty sure that they don't get married in the 1940s version of this movie. And she doesn't ask for a little brother. I'm pretty sure that the only thing that they ask for is, yeah, that's it. The only thing that she asks for is the house. And she asks Chris for the house, but it's not like a department store catalog house. It's just a house that she's found like a picture of. 
Gotcha. And so they're like driving to go like celebrate Christmas together um, at the end of the movie. And she like screams like she's like, it's Christmas Day. And she like can't like she's so sad because she believes that Chris is the real Santa. But he hasn't like he didn't get her the house. He She like ran downstairs and was hoping for something. And so they're driving down the street and she's like muttering to herself because I think this about all, like, all the time. She's saying, I believe, I believe, it's silly, but I believe, like, still, like, holding on to mm-hmm. it. And then she looks over, and the house is, like, right there. And she just, like, screams, makes them stop the car, leaps out, runs inside, and is, is like— Are people living there? No, it's oh. vacant. But, like, they they don't know that, so they, like, immediately—Maureen O'Hara, who plays— um, the mom, and I can't remember who the guy is who plays uh, Brian, who's actually Fred, um, run after her. <laughs> Very clear. Run after her into the house because, like, obviously it's somebody else's. And it turns out that the house is for sale. And then um, they walk, and Chris's cane is leaning up against the back door. And that's how they know that it's, like, their house, and he bought it for them. Oh, well, okay. That's-, that's the original one. But, like, the mom, and, the mom and him do end up, like, they're together. But I think they might, like, get engaged married. at the end of the movie after the court scene. It was such a but leap they don't get for them married. to get married after that. All that court. Yeah, I'm pretty sure not because like, I don't remember that whole like I have something to tell you. We got married last night thing, and there definitely wasn't the brother. So they the must have redone that. There was a lot. That was a lot for her to take in. And, and the girl, all she wanted was a father, but they didn't want to include her as part of the wedding or anything like that. They yeah. just said, no, I feel better the about that now that I remember because I like never thought about that being weird and now I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because it doesn't strange. happen in the other one. And even, you know, he doesn't buy them the house in this one. And none of this needed no. Santa to happen. <laughs> they basically said like, well, we were going to get, it's we were already really, dating. Really we might get gift. married at some point. And then they get to the house and they're like, well, it's for sale it's and you can buy s- with the Christmas bonus. And I was like, so they're just going to buy so the house. So they're still just, it's not really a present. It's kind of like, uh, I sent you a link to something on Amazon. Right. <laughs> Like, look, uh, you would like this. You have to use your money to get it, though, but I found it it for you. Here it is. (laughs) So I think, overall, this movie doesn't prove Santa, or or even to the little girl. Like they, No, it does prove it to her. It shouldn't have. But it did. For being such a practical person. But he made it happen for her, and she said that's what it... I think that she believed during the courtroom scene, because she ended up bringing up the dollar with the In God We Trust thing. Like, I think that she ended up believing before that, but then it was, like, cool that he did it for her anyways. I think Brian would be disbarred for that. Bribing a judge with a child? Uh, Yeah. That seems illegal. Did you know that, um, but her little, if it pleases the court, may I give you a Christmas card thing? That's actually pretty cute. Um, cute. Mara Wilson was actually brought up not believing in Santa Claus. That makes sense. So it made her feel like she was... Like very, uh, she, she, she believed at the end of the movie. I don't know. She plays a similar character in, in Matilda, Mrs. Doubtfire, like, in, kind of like a, a, a child who'd seen some things. Yeah, in the um, in the original movie, Natalie Wood plays Susan. And she did grow up believing Santa Claus. And she actually got so convinced during the movie that the guy who was playing Chris actually was Santa. Wow. Like, she thought the entire time she was like, he was just, I never saw him without his beard. Like, he just seemed like Santa to me. I thought he really was Santa. I do think that's one of the reasons why I do like this movie, um, is that I feel like Richard Attenborough is a very good Santa. Yeah, he was If I I have to picture Santa, I think it's probably somebody like that who seems very, like, kind and genuine. Yep. Wizened. Wizened and wizened like a Santa. Bit, like a little bit of an edge. Like willing to hit somebody with a cane. You want to know a fun fact? Sure. So Brian Bedford, original name um, in the in the first movie was Fred, Fred, Fred Gailey. Um, but they they renamed him 
with the last name Bedford, which is actually the town that George Bailey lives in in It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. And it's like a nod oh, to that movie that's and nice. like belief. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's that is nice. Very cool. Also, a few cameos, just two. One Go of ahead. them you won't care about. But probably both of them. I don't we know. Don't care about either. Is one of them one, like a like a famous choreographer that Mary, <laughs> the only Mary knows? <laughs> this guy well, did show know, tunes in the forties. I don't know if you'll know her name, but you'll know her when I tell you what she's in. So the teenage elf that assists Santa at Coles. Oh yeah, the one that Jennifer gets- Morrison, who mm-hmm. was in House as Cam. She was in How I Met Your Mother. Who's she and How I Met Your Mother? She's mother. um the I can't never boats, remember. Boats, boats. No, I no. can never remember her <laughs> boats, name, boats, but boats. she's the one who was married to the captain. Oh, so not boats, boats. Wait, Wait I can't remember. No, Sophie or something was her name. I don't I'll remember. That's what I just said. And she's in okay. Once Upon a Time. She's blonde. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she is the teenage oh, elf wow. that's in. Really? I didn't recognize her name, so I had to look her up. But once I saw what her face, I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. But that would have been. A long time. She's the one that protests the uh, yes. stuff that Ted's what building. What is her name? I can't oh, remember. Oh man, this is probably killing whoever is at home listening to it. Yeah. They're like yelling it at the <laughs> their like, car. It right? is Jessica. Like, it's not Jessica. It's not Jessica. I would keep wanting to say Chloe, but it's not Chloe. <gasps> Known as Emma Swan. Nope. No. Once upon a time. Zoe. Zoe. Zoe! That's why Chloe sounded so I was so like, something familiar. is right. Sorry for Zoe. all the guys listening way through that. <laughs> um, and then the other one, this one is only cool if people really like the movie. So the doorman in the 1994 version is Alvin Greenman, and he was originally Alfred in the 1947 version, Batman. who was, he's no, he's like this, when um, Chris is working at Macy's, he like befriends this like teenage janitor that is just like a really sweet guy, kind of down on his luck, like, working to support his family. No, but I like, I forgot about him until I was looking at the trivia, and he is like a great like he really like defends him and oh. is like a buddy. In the original, Chris helps more than just the walkers. Like if there's several other people who the he also walkers. yeah. When you say every time you say walkers, the I know walk- what you're talking about, but I always Dorian go a little Susan. bit like um, either uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Yeah, that's the first thing I think of. <laughs> Like, are there walkers? Game of Thrones? No, in the original, he helps. It's more than just those two. There's like many other people Uh, that he helps to believe, and Alfred is one of the sweetest ones. And so he actually like is in the the newer version as well. He's the doorman. Mm -hmm. This is a great movie. There's a couple of them. What do we rate this movie? Obviously, we recommend it. Ooh, ish. Mostly. Yeah. I, I still, I actually really liked the new version, but I still prefer the original. I think that it, the storyline makes a lot more sense in the original. So you like Even the just better. in the time period. So yeah. if you were recommending, how, how many, uh, what would you give the original and what would you give the new one? Wait, can somebody else go first and yes. I can yes. think about how I'd actually rate it? I've got All right, And in, then what? I do have also um, a quote to read at the end. Oh, perfect. Aww, a Christmas it's quote. Cute. A Christmas yeah. quote. Uh, a Christmas homily. I'm going to give, I'm going to give this movie one and a quarter Kohl's coupons. Ooh, one and a quarter Kohl's coupons. <laughs> yeah. But so not K-O-H-L-S. even the full thing. H-L-S. Oh, so Kohl's cash. Kohl's cash. Yes. <laughs> give this $1.25 Kohl's cash. Kohl's cash. I'm going to give it three gimbals and one Peter Pollywog. So it's basically like a 2.5 stars. <laughs> <laughs> I give I give the new version uh, two drunk Santas. Okay. Oh, okay. And I give the original version three deaf child getting signed by Santas. Wow. Ooh. So that's even better. That's so you highly better. recommend. So 
on the Christmas rotation once every couple of years. It's a good one to pop in. Yeah, every other year probably. There a good go. one. And it's one that you can start watching right after Thanksgiving since that's when oh, the timeline starts. True. Like you don't have to wait yep. till Christmas Eve. Very true. Um, I have a little uh, Finish quote. up with a quote here. You know, it's a sweet one. It's oh. when uh, Chris and Dory are talking and he's just, like speaking to her about why it's, it matters to believe mm-hmm. in Santa. <clears throat> Dory says, I don't think that there's any harm in not believing in a figure that many do not that many do acknowledge to be a fiction. And Chris says, oh, but there is. I'm not just a whimsical figure who wears a charming suit and affects a jolly demeanor. You know, I'm a symbol. I'm a symbol of the human ability to be able to suppress the selfish and hateful tendencies that rule the major part of our lives. If you can't believe, you can't accept anything on faith, and then you're doomed for a life dominated by doubt. Wow. Yeah. That's a great uh, On the other end of the spectrum, the worst quote in the movie is when Brian's making his big defense in his closing statement. And he says, and I quote, (laughs) Is it worse to believe a lie that draws a smile or a truth that draws a tear? We rest our case. So I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on. That's not in the 1947 version. (laughs) To say you believe a lie that brings a smile versus truth that brings a tear. Yeah, that's like the opposite. That's 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 like what a cheating husband says. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) Merry Christmas. We'll see you next. We were going to watch my favorite Christmas. Well, okay, one of them. It's a great Christmas movie. Die Hard. Die Hard. It's going to be great. We'll see you next time. Bye. Very choked on some eggnog.